Hello, my friends. It is Kevin here. I hope you had a great week. It is Friday at 5 p.m. and I'm just sitting down to record my Friday episode. I just wanted to share with you um, sort of the highlights of an article that I just wrote. You can check it out on kevin.me. And basically, it's why you should publish your consulting prices on your website. So I'm going to kind of go along the lines of what I wrote, but I'm not going to read it verbatim because I think that's going to be a little bit boring. But I'm just going to try this bit of a new format. I'm not going to do this every time, but hopefully uh, we can get the ideas across without having to sit in front of your screen and and read a long article. So, um, as you know, and as many of you have voted on the uh, uh, on the domains and the, the business name that I was thinking about creating for this group, um, I've been thinking about you know renaming the mentorship and turning it into its own entity. So making it less about you know me mentoring you and more about us sort of mentoring each other and bringing us together in a community while still getting some ideas and strategies for selling your expertise inside of your hands. So while I continue to sort of uh, plot down that path and figure out what I'm going to call uh, this project. Um, uh, I was, you know, uh, I was in the, I was, you know, I've been eyeballing a lot of domains and, and I was looking at a few dot coms and I was thinking, you know, should I buy a dot com domain or should I, you know, just register something.fm, which I, I probably will end up doing. But during the process of considering whether I should buy a dot com domain, uh, you know, it kind of reminded me of, of the value of, of having and seeing published pricing when you're buying something. So, um, there's really three kind of ways to buy a domain and many of you have probably purchased one or have sold one or I mean, I don't know, maybe you're not crazy like me and you don't own a bunch of them, but there's really three ways to buy them outside of just your typical registering them yourself. So when they're already owned and when someone is selling them to you, there's really three ways. So one is a published price. So they just say it's going to be $3,000 and here it is. Uh, two is you can inquire for the price. So they have to, you have to reach out, fill out a form and someone gets back to you and tells you what the, the starting price would be on that domain. These are in this industry, it's very negotiable. And then three is make an offer of at least X. So you may have seen this on GoDaddy before where it's like, yeah, make an offer of at least $12,000 and yada, yada, yada. So um, there's really only one of those three things that are kind of interesting to me when it comes to to buying a domain and then that is a buy now price I'm, I'm really not in the mood to go and reach out to people and try to negotiate like I haven't found uh, like this wow domain and that I need to negotiate on or anything like that and frankly I would just assume it's really expensive which is kind of the, the crux of the point you know so when someone publishes a pricing it actually that's a number that sort of rattles around in my head for a little while I think about it um, it gives me time to think and consider and then if I'm ready to buy I'll just buy so it's kind of like wait 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 and then action uh, which is actually how I want to buy it's like buying anything you know, larger ticket, you want to kind of give it some thought and not be pressured into anything, not be subject to any sales uh, processes or anything like that. So it's nice seeing a fixed price transparent fee um, right in front of you so that you can kind of you know, make a decision and then and then act when you're ready. The the two options that I don't like are one, inquire for price, um, and two, make an offer of at least to X. Why? Well, if I have to inquire for a price, I assume it's going to be expensive. And then when it's expensive, I assume I'm going to be in some kind of a complex negotiation, or they're going to try to look me up and figure out how much money I have, and maybe try to sell me some solution, you know, based on either the pain, the value, or the scope. You know, or there's no scope in this case. Um, but applying this concept to consulting. There's really two ways you can sell it. Uh, one, you can do sort of a custom thing, um, and and then they inquire for price, and then you, you do base your pricing around, you know, pain, company size, value, scope, that kind of stuff, uh, which which is fine. And I've done that, and that's a, you know, it's perfectly fine as a way to do run your business. 
However, uh, I, you know, I, I think I prefer, and this is obviously what I do with my productized consulting, is to publish pricing, and, and even because as a buyer, frankly, it's a little bit better of an experience when you're you're able to just sort of look through your options and and you know pick the Goldilocks, hot, medium, or cold, whatever's right for you, and then reach out to find out a little bit more information and to kind of assess whether that's going to be the right fit for you. Um, so, you know, uh, there's nothing, again, wrong with doing value-based pricing and custom proposals. I think my hunch is that, A, it's not quite as good of a buying experience. So it kind of kind of makes me feel a little less inclined to reach out or, uh, you know, people or, or, or maybe your prospects, for that matter, to reach out and maybe to inquire about your services, uh, which means fewer leads, you know, um, for people who may otherwise be qualified, like you may not publish your pricing and then I may assume you're expensive, but, but meanwhile you're five grand a month and that's actually doable, but I don't, I don't reach out because in that moment and because I'm, you know, still doing my research or something, now that number doesn't really bat around in my, in my head and, and so I'm not really considering you the same way I would if I saw your price and that number was sort of dancing around in my head while I gave it some thought and did some research. So, um, you know, in terms of published pricing versus not, there's no right way to do this. I just think it's a better buying experience. I also think it happens to be a better selling experience. You know, when clients or prospects come to me, they're already sort of pre-sold and they just want to confirm whether the, the package they're, they're about to choose is going to be the right one that I can get results. Like they're, they're very, very warm and qualified relative to people who come to me um, when I didn't publish my pricing, uh, which is a lot more custom. And yeah, and the other thing to remember in all of this is that consulting is really all about trust at the end of the day so when when clients are coming to you they, they and you don't have your published your prices published they kind of feel like you may be sort of making something up on the spot or taking an advantage of their situation either because they don't know too much or they're in a tough situation so you're sort of you know they're kind of vulnerable to you and therefore their guard is up and and you know it's kind of i don't know uh, it doesn't start off the relationship on a on a on a starting point of of trust and confidence. It sort of starts it off as an adversarial relationship. So, like I do with all of my services, I try to position myself uh, as their neutral advisor. I don't, you know, I, I very much remove any any room for bias or anything that would make me uh, not neutral. And uh, and I do that with fixed pricing and not taking commissions or referral fees and all those other things. So, um, so really, it's about instilling trust from the moment. They're considering you, so you can, they can see their pricing. They come to you. They can open their books. They can tell you their revenue. They can tell you their pain and problems because they know you're not going to go and flip the prices on them or change it or jack it up based on their situation. And that really makes a big, big difference when it comes to um, when it comes to trust. So you want to sort of start that off on the right foot in terms of uh, having trust built into your relationships. Also, no one really wants to be sold into anything. So the, you know they'd rather buy something they actually want. So it's kind of it allows them to sort of peruse and shop as though they're in a store and then buy the thing that they that they want and uh, that to me is way more appealing than than having to kind of do the rigmarole and I love value-based pricing by the way like in fact you can do productized services with value in mind so for example my co-working consultancy um, there's different tiers of service that are very very similar but if you're a larger company the price is going to be significantly higher to me on the back end like a $2,500 a month client uh, is not much less work than a $5,500 a month client. Um, a little bit, right? There's, there are some differences, but 
Um, but you know, frankly, they're they're not so so dissimilar. So, uh, anyway, you know, the value based pricing is a thing, and you should have uh, value sort of in the back of your mind, whether that is price anchored value based on the relative cost of hiring a CMO that would replace you, or uh, whether it's like, hey, if we only sold one more widget or five, ten more widgets a month, uh, we would more than pay for my services, and that's really doable. Whatever. So there's many ways to look at value. Value. Um, but yeah, so I, ultimately, I think the best solution is to, if you haven't done this already, to try productized services, services to, to build out a few uh, productized services around, based on proposals that you've successfully sold in the past, and based on the commonalities and trends that you see among certain types of buyers, and just package those up based on your common efforts. You know, you want to keep it loose enough that you can handle flexibility and that you can go above and beyond for your clients, but not so loose that it's unyieldly, unwieldy rather, um, and you know, so I, I tend to do that by limiting uh, who has access to me or various other touch points. But you can analyze my services to see how I do that. Um, so yeah, I mean that's just it. I think overall it's a better buying experience for clients. It's a better selling experience for you. Um, there's more trust that starts off the relationship, and it's just more transparency and and it removes just more of the friction in the buying process. I think you'll get more opportunities and leads as a result. Um, and if you don't, you can always tweak your pricing or tweak your offering. Um, but the way, the best way to do this, if you're going to do the productized services, is to uh, to to really sell them manually, sell them custom first, and then turn that into a productized services once you've sold a couple of them, one, one or two even. And then as you go with each new client that comes to buy that productized service, making sure the language is accurate, it's complete, it speaks to their actual needs, which are likely to be actual needs of other people as well. So that's that's how I've developed all my productized services and uh, it's worked really, really well. So I hope this helps. Uh, I'm recording in a different room today because there's a lot of noise going on at the old household. So uh, let me know how the audio is. Um, and also if you haven't voted on the new name for this group, let me know. I'm still definitely in the mindset of experimenting and seeing if we can come up with a cool name that makes this less about you know me mentoring you and more about uh, us kind of coming together and, and sharing ideas. All right, that's it for now, and I uh, look forward to chatting with you soon. Have a great weekend. Bye.